Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. All right, welcome, welcome to the Kidney Connection. I am so excited to speak with our next guest that we have today, Mr. Tan Tran. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Good, good. Thank you for joining me today and and, um, talking about uh, this very important, you know, topic. I think we were talking a little bit offline before we started recording how we come from the perspective of kidney kidney disease on opposite spectrums, but I do believe that they are um, of the same goal. (laughs) So I can't wait to dig in and learn more about what you do. So before we continue, introduce yourself to everyone. Okay, my name is Tan Tran. I am the uh, CEO of Zotic. Um, Zotic is a healthcare IT organization um, development um, with development application aiming at uh, preventive care and behavior health services. Um, our core component of um, everything we do is about um, efficiency for care provider. It's about a smart alert to reducing the burden on care provider to remember things. It's about efficiency so that care provider can extend their bandwidth to cover the, uh, the activity that they need to do. Um, we also, uh, along with that, we're developing a set of solution uh, getting toward uh, preventive care, which is covering annual wellness visit, clinic care management, as well as remote uh, physiology monitoring. Um, along with that, our aim of the company is about not, not putting the medical side and the behavior health side in silo, but actually they interact with each other. So we have also a solution in behavior health, um, 
covering the whole spectrum of um, residential treatment, uh, intensive outpatient and outpatient. Um, the topic that we, we wanted to discuss and bring the issue with chronic kidney disease and the relationship with all the preventive care that can improve the overall outcome for the patient. Yes, I love that. And great. I didn't, um, I, I did read about um, your, your company, but that I, I love all of that, especially uh, the part about decreasing um, the burden of having to remember for, mm-hmm. for, um, you know, healthcare yeah. professionals, as well as increasing the bandwidth and capacity, which I think is huge. Um, because we all know nowadays it's like, you have to do more with less, <laughs> right? Like more patients to see time has not changed. Time has yeah. not changed. So time has not changed. You know, we have to get a lot more creative with how we spend uh, our time. So I, and I, and I also, you know, as part of, um, kidney health, like I feel like time management for me, um, is a huge part of kidney health. And that's, I think one of the things that makes me unique and how I, how I come at it, because if you don't have the time to spend, you know, to stay healthy or in your, on, on your, your side of it, you know, for these doctors to do, you know, what they need to do fully and completely, you know, you're doing everybody a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. You know, your patient is a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. So I um, am a, I'm a huge believer in, um, you know, increasing the bandwidth and the the capacity for us all. So that is just amazing. So I know uh, some of the information that I read about your business, it talked about um, how kidney kidney disease is the leading precursor um, in adults um, for, for, uh, kidney failure, which we already know, but that preventative care can really make a huge difference with early diagnosis. Yeah, the, you know, the one thing about uh, is um, when we're developing the, um, our preventive care solution, um, we do have, uh, we're taking the context of uh, the symptom that we monitor on each of the uh, chronic conditions. So, so, so here, this is what happened. Uh, when you when you go and having a kind of condition whatsoever it is um, that there are two things you you cannot assuming that um, that kind of condition will stay static if you don't mm-hmm. take care of it it's gonna get worse in in a multiple front um, we have um, we have worked out in the symptom for the in the case of chronic care management to have um, the nurse reach out to the patient and check on a regular symptom that the patient may be having. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it comes to three angles. The symptom that has um, maybe an active medication impact, which is okay. You, the doctor gives some medication and set impact on the day-to-day activity of the patient. But mm-hmm. the second one, which is important is this, is the condition or the symptom that showing that the patient may be experienced going from one stage of that specific uh, kidney disease, uh, um, chronic condition to the Mm -hmm. more severe cases. And then Mm -hmm. the third one, which is important is symptom that indicate that that patient may be developing a new chronic condition. So let me pick an example. Um, You can call a patient and the patient has hypertension, but in that list of symptoms, the nurse needs to check out and say, hey, uh, do you have this symptom? And if that symptom is relating to 
uh, that patient going from a stage two hypertension to a stage three, then yeah, you need to go and see the doctor. Or if it's an indication that that hypertension along with diabetes may be, may be developing into to some early stage kidney failure. Now, you know that um, kidney failure in stage one and three, not too many people find that thing out. Because mm -hmm. when you find a symptom of a kidney, you're stage four. And then your quality of life really bad because you, you end up having mutable dialysis session per week, right? So right. if you having a situation where the care provider can reach out to the patient and then to detect that a potential kidney um, failure is developing, you may end up doing a quick test. And then if you find out that you stage one and three, frankly, you can slow down that progression by diet, medication, or anything like that. So it's early anticipation about the situation, right? So that's what we, we look at that and say, it, it really impacts multiple um, aspects though. Um, I learned in healthcare that you have to have um, a win-win-win strategy. So let me explain to you what, what we're seeing that. Um, in healthcare, you have to have the insurance uh, win by cost containment. So an early detection of that will save them an overall cost for that kidney treatment and dialysis, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second one is a win is the patient. The patient will need to win by <laughs> improving uh, their quality of life right? It's not getting into dialysis uh, too early. And then the third one is the doctor will see a win because they, they see the outcome of the patient that they're treating. So you have this, like, uh, you mentioned in the beginning, was like, I, I, I've been in IT for other um, business for a long time. And in that model is always, you know, you have a service provider and you have a customer. Mm -hmm. But in healthcare, you actually have three components. The patient doesn't pay the doctor directly while they pay the co-payment, but then it's mainly is the insurance or the pay uh, the uh, the payer, and then the payer does uh, pay for the doctor, but the payer want to control the the cost containment um, uh, as a reaction to. So you have these three three elements in the equation, not two, and mm -hmm. in that anything you do in healthcare, you have to really find a win-win-win for all three. I love that. I love that. I think yeah. that can also apply in patient care, honestly, yeah. you know, yes, very, very much. So, you know, in, in meaning if I take your example, the hospital will win because it could decrease hospitalizations. The mm -hmm. patient will win because they're not in and out of the hospital and they don't have those medical bills. And then the doctor will win, you know, it's very similar. They will have improved outcomes and, you know, it, it so that I love that model actually. That's yeah, great. and actually, you know, we're not we're not just uh, talking about no data behind it. I mean, the fact that, for example, um, CMS is pushing for preventive care because it's a one to six ratio saving. Um, you, if you do really uh, get into the discipline of preventive care, um, you can reducing the hospitalization for elder people, right? And then hospitalization and elder people, usually it costs in three ways. One is the insurance will pay a lot. Um, the, um, the elder will pay for the uh, co-payment 
and then the outcome is not what the doctor like to see on their patient. So there's no satisfaction in their job, right? But if you if you look at the the one thing that I did is I I'm gonna say this is the first time I get to healthcare. Um, the first thing I ask is where are all the applications? So what I mean by the application is this. Um, you know, the application is designed by IT to help their worker or their resource to be more effective. But in healthcare, they don't, we don't have that. We don't have, we don't, if you go and simple as this, um, you go to the ICU and most of the ICU doctor hate the, uh, the alert system. It's called, they have the alert fatigue. There's so much white noise. Mm -hmm. And every frustrating doctor will tell you that this, the, the one time that they don't run in to check the alert is that alert is impact the outcome of the patient. And it's, it's frustrating. But mm -hmm. you step back and think about it. It's not just the ICU, it's everywhere, mm -hmm. right? If, if you don't know how to creating a collaborative environment so that all the resources in healthcare will be effectively used, it's gonna be hard to, to get an outcome. And it can be hard for care provider. I give you an example is like, um, let's take care of, um, let's take an example of the chronic care management and the remote physiology. Most of the time, when you um, when you wear a devices like a medical device and it's collecting blood pressure or heart rate, most of the time it can be normal. You kind of have to implement a way that the first instance that is something meaningful that a care provider need to take a look at, mm -hmm. then, it is IT who support improving the bandwidth for care provider. Otherwise, you keep on staring at that screen, looking at the hourly things. We don't have enough hour during the day. We don't even have enough doctor to do that, right? So you have to really doing that thing in a very disciplined way. The same thing with the, uh, the discussion that we have regarding to hypertension or diabetes that we just uh, use an example for chronic. Um, kidney uh, disease. You know, the moment that you you don't um, in in the model in one article that um, uh, Dr. Donvos was uh, was writing is about is the Indian health system. They are very effectively in managing kidney and reducing the kidney uh, disease. But they do it is they focus on diabetes and then they do regular testing. Well, we don't we can't just do regular testing. We just do testing when it's needed. So the ability to detect the early condition. And then we need to expand that thing to other. Um, one of the thing that also, um, beside diabetes and hypertension that lead into, potentially lead into uh, kidney failure is obesity itself. Now mm -hmm. COVID with the lockdown, especially in rural area, uh, obesity is getting, will be seeing some of the impact there. And that is, that is one of the things that uh, um, I would say, I, I hope it won't happen, but it may right. be contributing to the overall impact, right? Uh, the other thing to touch base also is, you know, in the lockdown quarantine, mostly in rural area, you have the situation where consumption of alcoholism and substance abuse is increased. Then there is an interaction between that and the medical side. Guess what? You consume too much alcohol, you have liver problem, you have cirrhosis problem, 
but both of these condition iconic condition that leading to more anxiety and depression so it's it's a loop that mm -hmm. we need to really take it in a holistic view and really leveraging the IT solution to help that collaboration between the two sides. So true. Yes, IT collaboration. I think it's um, exactly. I definitely agree that it's a. It probably if it, it's not as much in the. Um, I would say like in the the clinical. Um, operations of things but mm -hmm. definitely probably like you said would would benefit more people all the way around and have better better outcomes for all if if it was a little more um incorporated because i i was yeah. reading about um the study on the native american communities um from the the notes that i was sent and i was amazed that um there was a reduction you know of of kidney deaths yes um, with early detection. Yes. And you know what? They're just taking one aspect of it, diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. You have hypertension, you have obesity, you have the other thing. So if you really uh, do that for the whole total situation, the reduction and improvement should be more. That's number one. Number two, they didn't touch base on the cost because they, they do regular testing. But if you, if you, and I love the the, uh, the the context of that because here this is the other thing too. Everybody was not looking and saying CMS is really providing um, care provider with a lot of incentive for chronic care management and remote patient monitoring, right? Mm -hmm. So care mm -hmm. provider can just um, get to that incentive from the financial, but we need to be really smart on saying, okay, so how do you we gonna go and implement such a workflow? Um, the, the one thing observation too is, I, I don't know if um, um, you see it, is most of the preventive care um, outcome by the, um, outlined by the CMS, there is one key elements in there, uh, which is different, is up to now, when you're sick, you see the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you walk into the office of the doctor, they have a workflow. You see the nurse, the nurse take the blood pressure and all those things in the basic. And then you see the doctor, doctor doing the analysis, and then it gives you medication. That workflow worked for, for the last 50 or 60 years or maybe 100 years. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it, right? But did you notice that preventive care, the patient is not sick yet? Because he's not sick, he's not going to reach out to you, doctor. Mm -hmm. Right, it is the reverse way. The doctor needs to reach out to the patient. Right, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, because they're not sick yet, the coverage on the number of patients per doctor will increase. Right, you have only five, six people at the same time, but then they have a population of what, two hundred maybe. Right, so if you really put the preventive care in place, the doctor and and the patient ratio is getting worse. So now. If you expect the doctor to do exactly like how he do it in a way that the case of a patient is sick, then I, I'm sorry, we don't have enough time for the doctor. Right. There's only 24 mm -hmm. hours and it takes 14 years to create a doctor. That's a check, right? Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and you don't have enough doctors. So how do you do that then? You, you need to say, okay, so let's creating a delegation of tasks. Let's have the nurse reach out to the patient on a regular basis. 
and escalate to the doctor when there is some what we call it concern events, right? So, mm -hmm. so then you reducing the amount of time for the doctor to look into people who has who need attention. That's number one, right? Number two, if you have a nurse, and the nurse would go and reach out, and then the nurse will have hundreds of patients. How do you know which one you need to do today on the calendar month? Because you want to do a disciplined way to reach it out, right? Mm -hmm. So if you step back and think about it, I, I, I coined this term, but it's not yet um, 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 popular out there. Mm -hmm. You know, in, um, in the other vertical, you know, big company like Salesforce.com, right? Mm -hmm. Or PeopleSoft, what do they do? They do resource planning for the enterprise. They call it enterprise resource planning application, right? They, mm -hmm. They're using IT to assist in creating more productivity for salespeople, for human resource people, right? So let me ask you, where is such equivalent in healthcare? Right. Everything yeah. is manual, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and unless you have that thing, you cannot... Um, you cannot apply to kidney, preventive care, or anything you can think about out there, right? It's all about efficiency because we need to have a time where we need to have our healthcare provider be more efficient. And then kidney is getting more and more relevant out there. How do we creating Asagi to have early detection how do we create a surgery? How not to get in kidney failure? How to early detect it? How you slow down the progress? And how can you really addressing the medical access to people who need dialysis, especially in the underserved and rural area? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so when when we sat back and think about that, there is. Um, we, we think about it is the, we call it the um, integrate healthcare platform, which is, we think about this, you know, elders living in senior living area. Well, if you want to have, think about it, they have, um, they pro they're providing medical access via transportation service, right? So if you have a mobile van parked in front and then getting these people to be, get on to preventive care, so that a remote nurse can um, uh, collect the data and then also interact on the data. And then if there is a first indication that that patient need to have attention, then you're gonna do a quick follow-up with the primary care provider or whether it's in a mobile unit or at the medical center. If you have that three approach, you hopefully will reducing the overall um, acute care costs mm -hmm. for mainly the elder, right? Um, I, I particularly like that, that concept, you know why? Because it is very much aligned with Amazon. So let me ask you, you must use Amazon to buy something, but, right? I do, too much. <laughs> yes, too much, yeah. <laughs> why you use Amazon? Because it's convenient for you, right? Yes. That's convenience, right? Second one, you use Amazon because when you need something, you go there and you, you get it. it. It doesn't go and put advertisement to your face all the time. It's non-intrusive, isn't it right? That's right, yes. And then, and then if you have Prime, 
guess what? Your 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 goods will be shown at your door 24 hours, maybe, right? Most of the time. I call yes. it I call that swift action. So if you think about what I just de describing on the healthcare, um, on the integrated healthcare platform, it's mm -hmm. convenient because <laughs> I'm coming to you, right? It is non-intrusive because we offer the solution that the nurse will reach out to the patient on a regular basis or you wear uh, a wearable devices and then the data will upload it to our center, being monitored by um, professional uh, in healthcare. And then if there is some indication that we need to have attention, we go to initiate a follow-up, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty much along the line of what we, we steal the concept from Amazon, you think about it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. But that is such a, um, the model, it, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? Take that thing and bring the model to um, kidney. Same thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, and, and funny enough, you can take the same thing, do the same thing for liver disease to stroke to anything you can think of out there. Well, the, the dementia is a little bit different in terms of demand, um, but most of the other disease or condi medical condition, um, you can improving the outcome, especially the elder. And by the way, the elder cost the most in healthcare, um, a better quality of life, uh, reducing costs in terms of healthcare uh, for everybody. And um, helping, uh, helping doctor at the end because you know they're gonna increasing their courage so they see a financial um, positive impact at the same time a better quality of life for them because they don't have to sleep at the office to take care of all these things yeah that's oh so refreshing to hear <laughs> from a from a clinical standpoint <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry really? i talked too much <laughs> no that it's fine no and i and i just let you go because i think i think it's very important to um you know to talk about these things because this should this is the the future i feel like it should be the way of the future so yeah, you know if too. we're gonna if we're gonna you know with the increased burden on healthcare, especially now you know, with COVID times, you know, it's just going to exacerbate it even more. So it's going to take yes. different strategies and different things to create solutions. We cannot, like you said, keep doing the same things <laughs> that have been going yeah. on for 50 uh, years. Yeah, I think COVID did um, a lot of bad things for our society. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one thing <laughs> I see COVID did is it wake up our society in terms of healthcare delivery. Mm -hmm. It exposed so many weak points. Um, I, I don't mean to blame anybody or criticize anybody because we do our best at any time, right? But the fact is healthcare in general need to be uh, going through the next wave of innovation, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I say this also is also there's a certain piece too is you know, for a long time, I'm fighting this argument uh, with healthcare, uh, uh, electronic health record. Um, 
I look at the electronic health record as a system, as a database. It's not a living thing. It's not, mm -hmm. it doesn't have the effective workflow. It doesn't do much of the collaboration. It leaves all these things manually done by either a care provider or the patient itself. And that's what it injecting a lot of issue. And the, and the faster we're realizing that we need to have um, a, the application layer on top of it to do a lot of things. And there is no, there's no um, one size application. I, I give you an example of the things is, if, if you think about cancer patient, right? It needs to be uh, going between the hospital, the uh, oncologist and the primary care provider, just to name three. That collaboration need to have be able to track and keep everybody informed, regardless of the back end EHR system, uh, is huge, and it will improving um, everything. It will improving the cost containment issue, it will improving the collaboration, and therefore better outcome for the patient. Now, mm -hmm. does that application or oncology will be applicable for every case? No, it's going to be something different. Um, in the incentive care unit, you need to have an application that is more about reducing the medical error due to gap of communication. Um, that is a little bit different than the oncology. But at the, the end of the day, I, I'm going to quote my medical advisor one more thing. <laughs> Dr. Howard um, um, Newman is so funny. He said, you know, every time I walk into, and he's a head of the ICU unit there, he say, if I walk into my, my day work, I feel like a chicken. And I say, Howard, what do you mean by the chicken? He say, the chicken is because I feel like I have to dig for data for information and information doesn't come to me. I have to dig the data to, to make information out of it. And that's where most of my day is very ineffective about that, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's a good analogy. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope that the, the, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wandering all over the place, not just kidding me. I... No, it's fine. it's fine. I mean, because it's because that's the that's the world of today. Like, and that's yeah. why like and that's why my podcast is called The Kidney Connection, because it's all connected. You yes. know, all of this stuff, patient down to the, the hospitals and the doctors and yeah. the insurance companies and the patients and the clinicians, all everyone plays a role in, in, in the loop as you called it. Yeah. So it's yeah. very, it's, you know, it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the silo time get to be moved out, right? The time where each of the healthcare system, each of the clinic, each of the hospital, each of the practice work in silo is over. You have mm -hmm. to. Um, it have to facilitate this uh you know, a lot of time people talk about interoperability, but interoperability is not just an exchange of data. It's an exchange of, it's, it's a truly collaboration uh, among care provider enabled by an environment, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people was talking about writing about uh, interoperability is, oh yeah, you, you can just change data. No, no, no. It's not about data. It's about collaboration. And if you miss that point, you miss the whole thing. Yep. Um, 
I, I share you another example. I, I have an aunt and one time she was fell and then she needed an x-ray. So I bring her to regional um, hospital because it's in the weekend. Uh, her primary care provider doesn't work in the weekend. So we bring him to regional and then they get x-ray. And the next day they say, oh yeah, you, you, you need to go to your primary care provider. Guess what? The primary care provider need to have an x-ray picture. And I have to go there and then I have to spend half a day walking back and forth in the hospital department to get the release of the x-ray to finally mm -hmm. get it mm -hmm. into the primary care provider. You know, the truth is IT infrastructure can be providing that exchange in a secure way. In this, in this, it's just like we live in the email time area where we can have secure communication and everything. And I don't suggest that email is secure, but I'm just saying you, you can't keep confidential data and everything. And there mm -hmm. you go. Um, my aunt who is 80 years old and here me uh, running back and forth to, to trying to do that. What happened if she cannot do that by herself? Right, Think about right. that. Those people fall through right? the cracks for sure. They fall exactly. right through the cracks. <laughs> and 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 in the meantime, you have this 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 lady who is like what in pain with her broken bones that need to have um, be treated to mm -hmm. be suffering over the weekends and to the next one or two days. Mm -hmm. It's not fair because that's no. not good quality of life. But our society and our country has so much technology that you can scratch your head and say, what on earth is going on? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I love everything truly, truly about um, what you're doing and uh, what you have going on. So tell everyone how they can reach you. Um, my email address is tan.tran at zotic.com, Z-O-E-T-I-C-X.com. Um, one thing about it is um, why we choose the word Zotics. Um, the word Zotic without the X is a Greek word that is about life. So one of our co-founders was pick up that name because she's saying, this is, we, we, our objective in a company is about life, is about patient. And then the X stands for not technology, but exponential. So our mission in life is to bring better life in the exponential way to the end user, which in this case is patient. Oh, I love that. I love a name with meaning. Yeah. <laughs> I do. My, the, my, my business name is living with a purpose. So I get yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. And if you didn't catch that email, uh, your, I have, you can just visit the um, show notes on the website. I have the yeah. email, your LinkedIn link will be on there. Um, as well as your website. Thank Information you. is on there too. And then I did read that um, Zotix offers a free analysis of your healthcare organization or senior living organization preventative care services. So I definitely wanted, you know, to mention that for any, um, you know, healthcare organizations listening and you're interested, you know, in, yeah. you know, stepping up your IT and outcomes yeah. game, <laughs> they know it, actually, they know where to start. Yeah, actually, along with our partner, we are launching an operation to augment uh, medical access to um, 
senior independent living community or home assist living by, by having our mobile care come to the service to the area at no cost to those community or facility. Oh, wow. Yes, at no cost. And um, if I find another time to talk about it, I can share with you what, what it does. And then we are, it's just in collaboration with a number of um, um, American Indian and Alaska Native uh, tribes mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to implement that concept is uh, it, it, exactly what I just described to you is about convenience. Mm -hmm. So, so it's not to be replacing the hospital or uh, the primary care provider. It's extending their capability of coverage and create the convenience to the population that most needed the elders, right? Then or um, a native Indian in the um, remote underserved area. The next thing is we leveraging technology um, for monitoring. So we have a nursing call center who basically cover the uh, nurse reach out to um, patient with chronic condition, as well as we have devices uh, that, you know, I call it wear and forget. So you wear this um, um, smart device it collects the data for you um, on a regular basis, like blood pressure every five minutes, heart rate every minute, uh, SpO2, etc. And then mm -hmm. all this data is uploaded um, without any patient burden because we understand that the elder doesn't want to have new, too many new technology. All they mm -hmm. need to do is tap on something to confirm the data to be uploaded on a daily basis, and then the data will be examined by um, remotely by professional to detect any uh, negative trends. And then that, that uh, remote patient monitoring mechanism is not just about the basic vital. Um, you have diabetes, um, you measure your diabetes on the, on the regular basis, that data we, we would be able to upload. You have asthma, you have spirometer readings, we mm -hmm. can do that too. Or um, if you have, you know, you, you have so many, uh, type of data that you can do at home right now. For example, you have the cardiac um, um, devices that can you can do EKG yes. on the regular basis, right? So mm -hmm. if you do EKG and then I look at the wave and say, okay, the only thing I know is I'm alive. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I can't tell what my heart is doing. Right. But if I have a way, if I have a way to get that wave to Dr. Donvalls, one of my medical advisors, then he's gonna say, you know, Tan, you better stop eating this or you exercise more. And again, he can give me a lecture about that. But, right. but, but you, unless you have those information being collected in a very non-intrusive way, because you, have, you, can't, you can have the, the, the elders say, oh, I measure my blood pressure every five minutes. doesn't work, right? And then when you have such a things doing a regular basis, you can see the trend. Uh, as you know, blood pressure go up and down uh, very mm -hmm. quickly too. Mm -hmm. So if the doctor will, will see the trend and then you can say, okay, so we can implement a mechanism in healthcare IT to alert the doctor when a certain trend happening, mm -hmm. right? Um, or creating, like for example, our solution in, in, um, in remote patient monitoring is smart enough to do this also saying, you know, I want to see your 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 trends um, of blood pressure when you sleep. 
because you tend to be at, at sleeping time, your blood pressure is getting better, right? Mm -hmm. um, or during the day, I'm dealing with my staff, my blood pressure is going high because they didn't do anything what I want to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But, but it doesn't mean that I, ha I, I may not have a, a true a worsen condition on, hyper, um, on hypertension. So right. You, right. You, if you be able to do that, and then also uh, having care provider, namely uh, primary care provider set a condition and say, oh, I know this guy is uh, stage one. So don't, don't give me alert um, on, on normal people, uh, basing on normal people. I want to be alert on stage one kind of condition. And mm -hmm. by the way, don't do give me alert on every reading because I'm going to go and my phone will be beep like crazy. I want to be um, alert when it's a trend toward a certain condition. So, so if you think about that, what we're doing is transform data to information and then utilizing care provider at the cost burn level at the right time, then the outcome will be good. Otherwise, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, I, I took it hard that Dr. Howard Newman would tell me and say, don't make me feel like a chicken. Right. We don't want him to be a chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's true. And that offers, I think that offers healthcare in a more bite-sized and manageable mm -hmm. way for the patient as well, because it's not all of a sudden you're thrust into these very dress, sometimes very drastic situations where you do have to make huge changes to, you know, your diet, maybe medications yeah. that might not make you feel the best, where this way it's a closer trend and you can make, you know, subtle, subtle changes and adjustments, you know, when you, when needed. And those I find clinically tend to be a lot more tolerated uh, from the patient then you know the huge <laughs> drastic exactly. change yeah exactly and 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 you know one one last uh, aspect of it is um and i told you I, i've been like in um in the other industry they have the term brick and mortar um so mm -hmm. you know the bank you, you used to you have to go to the bank teller to get the money it's back in the mm -hmm. 80s remember mm -hmm. you can't you don't have a bank teller machine mm -hmm. <laughs> right and then and then you don't have the convenience to deposit the i mean uh, my, my kids deposit a check via their phone, right? Uh, you have the phone being your credit card and everything, right? So, so while the other industry is breaking what they call the, the brick and mortar um, model, mm -hmm. uh, healthcare before COVID really don't do it, right? But what, what COVID is doing is, look, it's a lockdown. Your patient cannot mm -hmm. go and see you. How are you mm -hmm. going to do it? Mm -hmm. Right. So then you have the telemedicine, the telehealth getting more and more traction. Yeah, it's forcing that uh, innovation. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then if you think about it, let's step, let's take it one more step and saying, you know, how about telehealth, but flip the other way under preventive care. So having the care provider reach out to the patient instead of the other way all the time. So then suddenly you, you, you're approaching to the point where, you know, when I need money, I go to the bank teller machine. I don't need to walk into the bank. I can do that off hour, right? Right. So, so the, the issue is, it's not a lot of people in the beginning would tell me healthcare is different than the other industry in terms of industry as saying yes and no. Because if you're looking to replace a doctor, then... I, I don't buy that because mm -hmm. doctors are trained to do their job, their profession, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you're not replacing engineer 
doesn't matter how high tech you are, right? But what you do is you create an environment for them to be effective. So in my whole career, I've been creating, you know, a development tool to make uh, Java developing much more effective. Well, where is the one that's similar thing for doctor? We didn't do anything, did we? Mm -hmm. Right? No. And, and, and since we forget to do that, you throw healthcare um, to the doctor, like throwing the book and let them handle it manually. And that's where some of the thing is being frustrated too for the doctor if you sit down and mm -hmm. talk to them, right? Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is wising up and then think about it. I say it again, COVID did something good for society. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that I, I am a COVID survivor too. I got, I got it in January. It's oh, not wow. fun. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. but I go through it. And let me share you one thing. One of the night, you, I feel it right away. I'm wearing those devices and I, I feel it okay. So my heart rate is be pumping up like 50% more for no good reason in the middle of the night, right? Mm -hmm. So you think about that, if that, dev that device be able to give the such a data to my doctor in the next day mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. me doing anything. Mm -hmm. That would be good, isn't it? Right. Right. So, so we're surrounded by a lot of silo, great technology. We didn't connect it. Right. Yeah. And the connection need to be an application. Yes. That's as simple as that. Um, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Elena. Um, yeah. I really appreciate it. And any other time you want to come, I know you talked about something else um, that you wanted to, you know, share and get into. I am all for it because um, like I said, it's all connected. And I feel like the more we, you know, get these tools and applications and ideas and ways of thinking and new ways of working out there, you know, the better, the better off we're all going to be for it. So thank yeah. you so much um, for sharing. Thank you. And then uh, if I have an opportunity to uh, go back with some other aspect, I can then spend time with you. I'll be more than happy. Thank yes, you. Yes. Yes. Let's set that up. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, I appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. Take care. No problem. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www.lwapllc.com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.